Welcome to Voice of Possibility with Reverend Jonathan Kwabla Africa Hali of ICGC Possibility Worship Temple, Nelsuman, Accra, Ghana. This message of faith is life-transforming, anointed to help you discover your right positioning and mission in God's kingdom. It will help you break from past negative perceptions and empower you lead an overcoming life. Now, receive Reverend Afrik. I welcome all of us to service today. As you can see, this promises to be a great service. Luke chapter 6, verse 39 and 40. The journey of success. As we read the text and analyze it, you will fully appreciate the caption. The journey of success right Luke chapter 6 verse 39 and 14 and Jesus spoke a parable unto them saying can the blind lead the blind shall they not both fall into the ditch the disciple is not above his master but everyone that is perfectly trained shall be like his master. Luke chapter 6, verse 39 and 40. Can I have you look up? The journey of success. This is a two-verse passage. Talking about two broad things. Number one, leadership. And number two, mentorship. The first one, verse 39, is talking about leadership. Verse 40, where he mentions a disciple and a master, refers to mentorship. They are both leadership, but they are different. Amen. So today we'll look at the first verse, verse 39 of Luke chapter 6. Leadership query. Jesus queries a kind of leadership. And so the concentration for this session is on leadership. As we consider this journey of success, the basic questions we are beginning with are number one, what is a leader? In this context of Luke 6, 39, what is a leader? Who is a leader? And number two, what makes a leader? In other words, what is the leadership of the leader? Did you hear that? What is the leadership of the leader? I don't just use words. Truth are captured in words. I try as much as possible to be poetic and make it appetizing so that you catch it and embrace it. Now, in this passage, the parable, Jesus portrays a journey. Can the blind lead the blind? A journey of going somewhere. And I'd like you to know that in life, 
we are all going somewhere. Say after me, I am going somewhere. So life is a journey leading somewhere called death. You will get there. And when you get there, you must know. If you get there and you don't know, you are nowhere. You have gone somewhere, but it is nowhere. Effort without reward. Wasting time and energy. Nothing to show for it. I reject that. And I reject that for you. Jesus speaking, can the blind lead the blind? Again, this is a picture of leadership. Because we see someone or something leading another. Can the blind lead the blind? Two. Two people involved here or two things involved here. Someone leading another or something leading another. So another question. In this journey of success, who is leading you? What is leading you? You are journeying to a place called success, to a place called death. But the question is, who is leading you? What is leading you? And you must know that in life, you are either leading or you are being led. In fact, at a given time, the two are simultaneous. You are leading and you are being led. And you have to be careful who or what is leading you. Very, very, very important. Because leadership, according to Luke 6, 39, 40, dictates your pace. By leadership, Whatever is leading you dictates your pace. So if you have a 40 leader, if you are a follower, you will also be 40. This year, hopefully in our possibility school of ministry, I'll be telling pastors, be careful who lay hands on you. Hmm? Be careful who lay hands on you. Your leader dictates your pace. I mean, leadership dictates everything. I'm only using pace. How fast or slow you will go is a question of leadership. So who is leading you? If the one leading you or what is leading you is vague, it's not plain, or does not know the way. You can be misled. Many years ago, I heard a story told by Dr. Otabel, my pastor, my father. We all know taxi drivers, they know everywhere in town. They know everywhere. I mean, if you, you have your own car, and, and once a while, just take a drop in to the same place you've been going on your own. The taxi driver most likely will give you a shortcut. He will beat the traffic. He, he will make you reach there faster than you've been doing. So these taxi drivers, they are leaders. They are leaders. 
And so according to him, he was driving, going somewhere, and following this taxi driver because they know the rope. And so he was just following. They were beating the traffic, beating the traffic. And then suddenly, the taxi driver stopped at nowhere. He also stopped, only to realize that it was the dead end road. The road has stopped. He was actually going home. So he followed the taxi driver who was leading him to his gate. <laughs> to his gate. He said, Allah, how can the blind lead the blind? Somebody is going somewhere and you are following. That has been the story of many of us. Now listen to me and I'm speaking this with passion. Two questions. What is leading you? And who is leading you? Many of us are led by pain. Pain. Many of us are led by frustration and disappointment. And today many pastors, people in the ministry, are being led by competition. Yeah. You see somebody doing something. You say, ah, that was my junior in school. I can do better. Who, what is leading you? Is it pain or disappointment? Hear me, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't say ladies. I said, ladies and gentlemen, hear me. Somebody just jilted you. Proposed love to you, marriage to you. And six months to full time. He said, no. I don't think. And then you are in pain. He said, no. I can't be in pain like that. I need to marry. Then you go back to an old boyfriend. You know this boyfriend is not correct. But because a church person has disappointed you, he said, God will understand. Even if in church, I have been treated this way. I am going back to take the Muslim boyfriend. What has led you? Pain. Something is leading you. But what is that? Pain. Frustration. Disappointment. You are going somewhere. Yes. But what is leading you? Y'all can finish school with great ambition, vision. Looking for a job. The economy is not providing for him. He said, no. Let me cut corners. I keep cutting corners, 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 corners until you reach a dead end. A journey of no return. What has led you? Frustration. Competition. Many of us have things we have no business having. You come to church, and you see a nice dress. Somebody wearing a nice dress. And now, nah, me too, I can get it. You are being led. You are being led. In life, you can be led by pain, frustration, disappointment, and all of that. I don't want to fast track. But I will be introducing the leader of the leader. What did I say? 
The leader of the leader is called vision. The leader of the leader is called vision. You cannot go wrong. You will not miss road. If you are being led by a vision. And as we advance in the series, I'll be telling you, it is your vision that makes you unique from another. And if you have the vision and you know this is from God, this is me, this is me. It doesn't matter who is running ahead of you. It doesn't matter who is running ahead of you. You know you will get to that place called there. Come on, clap your hands. Don't be misled by competition. Don't be misled by enviness. Don't be misled by jealousy. Voice of Possibility will be back soon. We hope you are being blessed by this message. For counseling or further inquiries, there are ministers of God just waiting to hear from you. Call after this broadcast on the following hotlines. 0249-039193 or 0274-810065 Welcome back to Voice of Possibility. Don't be misled by jealousy. Whether you like it or not, you are going somewhere, but you must get there. And what takes you there is leadership. That leader is called a vision. The journey of success. Quickly before I run off the session, what then is leadership? What makes a leader? Remember, we are not talking about leadership by everybody's definition. When it comes to leadership, there are several opinions. We are looking at Luke 6, 39, and then later, verse 40. What is leadership? What makes a leader? What is the leadership of the leader? The leader's leader. Because every leader going somewhere has a leader. How can the blind lead the blind? They will both fall into a ditch. Positively speaking, Jesus is saying that the blind cannot lead the blind. It takes one with sight to lead another. One with foresight to lead another. So the leader must be a person of foresight. Leader must be a person of vision. So the question is, what makes a leader? It's simply a vision. Vision is the leader's leader. Where a leader is someone going somewhere. Foresight is the leader's leader. He's not, she's not a leader until he or she has a vision. I'm making a powerful statement. Earlier on, I have told us, anytime we say leader or leadership, all of us defer to somebody. Bigger, wiser, 
more financially endowed than us. No. That's an aspect of leadership. Well, we are talking about personal leadership. So to have a vision, you qualify as a leader. And let me ask, how many of us don't have a vision? Thank God you have. So you're a leader. And in ICGC, our mission is to raise leaders. Shape your vision so that you will influence your environment, your society with the principles of the kingdom of God. We are a church of vision. Say, I am going somewhere called there. I am going with a leader. My leader is a vision. Hallelujah. So you are going somewhere, but nowhere without a foresight. And that's a vision. But now, you should be answering the question. So what has led me all this while? Where I am now, where you are now, is a function of leadership. Something, someone led you to this position. What is it? Is it a vision or competition? Examine yourself. What you are doing now. What you have now. What you have become now. Who led you there? What led you there? I simply refuse to be led by anything other than my vision. Look, if you take possession of what you call your own, people may say you have delayed, but you have not. You have not. People may sympathize with you and pity you. But once you know, this is it. Keep on your track. You will get to the place called success. No competition. I'm not running anybody's race. I'll be telling us how to catch a vision. That's the second aspect. A disciple cannot be above his master but if the disciple takes his lesson very well he will become like his master with what the master is transferring vision to the younger one and then success is seen to be passing on succession to a successor amen Every vision is born by another vision. In the light of his light, you find light. So if the one with visually correct spectacle is leading another, the other one will also catch proper sight. Amen. As I speak now, ideas, dreams, visions are being birthed. And late last year, I went to my pastor and father in the faith, Dr. Otabel. Whilst we were speaking, he was asking me questions. Suddenly, I left that office refired 
an abundant vision. We didn't talk about vision. Whilst he was just talking, just questions, questions, and the questions were not even related. Suddenly, there was a rebirth. Something I had neglected, something I had cast down. I said, no, no, can't forget. Come on, I'm better off. Come on, hey. Suddenly, I got the energy to pursue it. To go back for it. Some of you have declared yourself retired. This year, you will come back from retirement. Yeah. Come on, say a better amen. Yeah. Oh, it's my prayer for you. By the time this series ends, how can you retire at 50? You want to die? <laughs> you are 50 and you have retired. You are 50, 60, and you say, you're, you're Jonku. Today, in Ghana, nobody has an excuse. We have a 72-year-old president. He found leadership at 72. Small boy, you fail. I said, uh, I have written. Uh, how many times have you written? J.P. Dankwa. He wrote GC O-Level, London, Cambridge. How many times? Seven times before he passed. But he became a PhD holder. This year there shall be rebirth of vision in this house. Yeah. I'll be telling you the, the longevity secret of Caleb. Amen. Amen. Maybe a long, tortuous road. But if it is indeed birthed by God, you will go. You will travel that road. Hallelujah. And I'm praying that you will catch a vision with, 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 with audacity such that you are going. Keep going. And before long, you are there. Can you imagine Moses at 40 heavily disappointed by a woman? He said, no! I will marry again. In order to make sure he wouldn't marry. He went to a wilderness. 40 years. But he got there. He got a wife. Yeah. <laughs> Every abundant vision is recovered in the name of Jesus. In closing today, we shall pray two prayers. Oh Lord, any dream, any vision, any idea you have given me, compelling, I know that I have abandoned. Father, I come back on track. And then the second one, oh Lord, let there be a rebirth of visions, dreams in this house. Lift up your voice and pray this prayer for yourself. Now, you have been charged to go and discharge. For counseling, fellowship, or further inquiries, there are ministers of God just waiting to hear from you. Call now on the following hotlines. 0249-039193 or 0274-810065. Beloved, you have been listening to Voice of Possibility with Reverend Jonathan Kwabla Afrik Ahali. 
of ICGC Possibility Worship Temple, Dansuman, Accra, Ghana. Faith comes by hearing and hearing again. We encourage you to get the full edition of this message and other series by Reverend Afrik from ICGC Possibility Worship Temple, Dansuman, near the Dansuman Kipik Park. We welcome you to our following services. Sunday service at 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. for the first service and 10 a.m. to 12 noon for the second service. Our Wednesday services are from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. For further information, contact us on 0249-039193 or 0274-810065. Possibility, a city set on a hill. Your church in Dalsuman, where God makes every worshiper a possibility. God richly bless you. Welcome to Voice of Possibility with Reverend Jonathan Krabla Africa Hali of ICGC Possibility Worship Temple, Dalsuman, Accra, Ghana. This message of faith is life-transforming, anointed to help you discover your right positioning and mission in God's kingdom. It will help you break from past negative perceptions and empower you lead an overcoming life. Now, receive Reverend Afrique. Please take your seat in heavenly places. We are talking about the journey. What did I say? Are you on a journey? Right. The journey of success. Luke chapter 6 verse 39 and 40. And Jesus spoke a parable unto them. Saying, can the blind lead the blind? Shall they not both fall into the ditch? The disciple is not above his master. But everyone that is perfectly trained shall be like his master. Please look up. Jesus quivering the leadership of the Jews at the time spoke this parable. Can the blind lead the blind? This is describing a journey. And we have said that this journey denotes one leading another. Or one leader leading a follower. In other words, they are going somewhere. Are you going somewhere? Say after me, I am going somewhere called there. The place called there is success. Beginning this year, you'll begin to count your successes. In the name of Jesus. And last week we asked the question, who or what is leading you? What leads you or who leads you matters? Jesus in that parable recommends that on this journey, you must be led by foresight. You must be led by a sight. The leader must be visionary. 
In actual fact, a leader is a visionary, and a visionary is a leader. And so to say a visionary leader is just tautology. You're not a leader if you don't have a vision. But if you have a vision, you are your own leader. So, if you are on a journey, the most important question you have to ask is, do I have a vision? Do I have a leader? The leader is the vision. The leader of the leader is a vision. That is the sight. And since we are all going somewhere in life, at every point in time, we need this leadership. The leadership of a vision. And we have said, you are either being led or you are leading. At every point in time, you are a leader and you are also a follower. Say amen. amen. And vision is the one or what that must lead this journey. Say amen. We queried the scenario where people are misled by circumstances, by situations, by pain, by rivalry, by competition. And what have you? You see somebody doing something? Say, wow, I'm older than him. He was my junior. Somebody disappoints you, especially marriage. And I'll be telling us, and I'm saying it now, that marriage, the thing called marriage, because it's, it's a major thing in church today. Let me announce here and clear that not everybody will marry. You don't have to say amen to that. <laughs> oh, no, that's a fact. Marriage is not a vision. Marriage is not a vision. It can be a means to achieving a vision. It can also block you from achieving a vision. So if all your life, as a church person, especially as a church woman, is to marry, and to marry, and to marry, and that is a vision, you'll be misled by anything, anyhow. I think somebody needs to hear this. And you don't have to say amen. Last week, whilst we're concluding, I asked a question. If indeed you are on a journey, and what is most important for this journey is a vision that must lead you, the question is, what has led you so far? Have you been properly led? <laughs> so, what is a vision? A vision is your destiny picture. A vision is destiny picture. It is the traveler's guide. The vision is the builder's plan or template. What we are talking about is what I'm describing. A vision is your destiny picture. A vision is a traveler's guide. A vision is the builder's template or plan. It's your building plan. Without it, you are cutting life in disjointed pieces. 
without the template for life, you will be cutting your life in disjointed pieces. Scattered. And you'll be going somewhere but nowhere. For this journey, what is a vision? A vision is a discovery. Write it down. Full stop. A vision is a discovery. It's a discovery because your life is not your own. Somebody owns you. Somebody created you. You have an owner. And if you are taking the journey of life, your owner permitted you, allowed you to take the journey. Who is this owner? God Almighty. He set out the plan. And you have to discover his plan. As far as this journey of life is concerned. Otherwise, however old you are, you have not yet started. Psalm 139, 14 to 16. The journey of success. Vision is what makes the journey meaningful. What is a vision? A vision is a discovery of the master's master plan for our life. Psalm 139 verse 14 to 16 I read, it said, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Somebody made you. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows right well. Verse 15, my substance was not hidden from you. Your very substance. The thing that constitutes your destiny was not hidden from God. When I was made in secret and curiously brought in the lowest part of the earth, you knew me. Even the 80s was born. You know an 80s? One who claimed he has no honor. Tell the 80s, once you were born by a parent, somebody owns you. The one who owns your parent was also owned by somebody. And another owned that, that first person. On and on and on, in recession, until it reaches the maker called God. Somebody say amen. Verse 16, he said, your eyes did see my substance. Can I tell you this? <laughs> Whilst I was preparing, I, I will say it in English, but it came to me in God. He said, your eyes saw my substance. Can I tell you this? Somebody saw your nakedness. In fact, before your maker, you are very naked. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm happy you don't understand that. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody saw your nakedness, yet being unperfectly formed, you saw me indeed wrote every of my members in your book. All about me was written in your book. 
which in continuance were fashioned when as yet there was none of them. This is simply describing the architecture of God, of humanity. That long before you were born, God had planned you. And I like some of the key words. Members. All my members were assembled. In other words, every detail, every detail, whatever you need to fulfill a destiny have all been provided. If God were an architect building this temple, even the quantity, the quantity, I mean, he became the quantity surveyor. Determined the materials. Every one of them was made available. Say amen. He spoke about continuance. Over here, I pick progress. Life is progressive. Life is what? Progressive. Destiny is progressive. It continues. You may be stuck in a place for a long time, but that is not the end of the journey. Voice of Possibility will be back soon. We hope you are being blessed by this message. For counseling or further inquiries, there are ministers of God just waiting to hear from you. Call after this broadcast on the following hotlines. 0249-039193 or 0274-810065. Welcome back to Voice of Possibility. You may be stuck in a place for a long time but that is not the end of the journey life must continue this is just a commentary of Psalm 139 verse 14 to 16 but this is simply the template of life's journey what we just read is the template of life's journey and it is called destiny somebody say destiny that's why we get destination. By destiny and destination, it means you are going somewhere. Say, I am, going I am going somewhere. And God, the master designer, designed a journey long before you were born. Acts chapter 15 verse 18 says, Known unto God are all his works, 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 from the beginning of the world. Acts 15, 18. God knew you. He knew your journey. He knew your destination. Long before you were born. It was not hidden from him. This makes God an architect. A designer. A great planner. In fact, God is the teller of your life. Amen? I said God is your teller. Not a dear ye. Amen. If God is your tailor, your life will not be cut into pieces. So, if vision is a discovery, and this discovery is in God, how do I discover the journey before I start? Amen? What we call purpose, somebody say purpose. What we call purpose is simply 
a discovery of vision. When you find your purpose, you, have, you, you just have discovered vision. Amen. I'd like us to look at certain case studies in the Bible of how certain individuals caught a vision for their life journey. The journey of success. Amen. Number one, we'll be talking about brother Jerry, a certain brother called Jerry. And number two, we shall talk about brother Paulus. I didn't say Paul. And then thirdly, we shall look at a certain young man called brother Sam. First, brother Jerry. Brother Jerry in life became a global prophet. The question is, how did he know that he was to become a global prophet? And as I speak now, there are global market prophets in the house. When did he catch the vision that he was to be a global prophet? Very, very important. When you catch that vision, matters. In Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, we are told, and this was his own testimony, God speaking, before I formed you in the belly, I knew you. And before you came out of your mother's womb, I sanctify you and ordain you a prophet unto the nations. God speaking. Jeremiah 1, 5. This is a prophetic picture of a global prophet, brother Jerry. When you were born and you were christened, or if you like, you were named or outdoor, given a name, there are people who were handling you, including your parents. Did they know you were to become an accountant? Did they know you were to become a doctor? Did they know you were to become a teacher? Did they ever dream you would become a pastor? At what point did you discover that you were to be a teacher? And if indeed you have discovered it, are you? Brother Jerry might have gone to school. Maybe in Jerusalem. Brother Jerry might have been a school dropout. Maybe. Maybe Brother Jerry became a taxi driver. Married. Living his life. Could brother Jerry have done otherwise apart from becoming a global prophet? Too many questions, but it's good for you. Let me quickly say that brother Jerry's life is your life, is my life. Were you born? The day you were ushered into this world, you came with a destiny. You came to undertake a journey. And that journey's plan must be discovered. When you discover it, it is called a vision. Let's look at Brother Paulus. Brother Paulus, one day, said of himself, Galatians 1.15, But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son to me that I might preach him among the hidden, immediately I conferred with no flesh and blood. 
That's typical of Paulus. Very self-confident person. Galatians 1, verse 15 and 16. Brother Paul was speaking about the discovery of the master plan of his life's journey over here. But the question is, before this, who was Brother Paulus? And at what age did he discover this master plan? What was his training? I think we are familiar with Saul of Tarsus. He was trained in, in, in one of the best universities in the region under professor, a renowned professor, Gamaliel, in law. He graduated first class, I mean with decorations, in law. He started pursuing his career vigorously, religiously, persecuting the church of Jesus Christ he was born to protect. Using his knowledge, intellect, to fight against his own destiny. Such is the story of many of us. If we don't discover the master plan for our life. But one day, God arrested him. <laughs> and when God arrested him, many years thereafter, in a testimony before a king called Agrippa, Acts chapter 26, verse 19, Brother Paulus says, O king Agrippa, when I was caught by this heavenly vision, I was not disobedient unto this heavenly vision. I pursue it vigorously with my life. The question is, what led Paul until he became a churchman? Something led him or misled him. He had trained in the best of schools yet was using his time, energy, and intellect for something else. The journey of success. We must understand that the story of Brother Jerry and Paulus is our own story. Because we are going somewhere. We were designed for specific functions here on earth. And we need to be led by this heavenly vision. Ocibisa says, we are going somewhere. Heaven knows where we are going. And we also know within. You must know. You must know. You must know. Amen. So vision is a discovery. Let's look at the last brother. Brother Sam. Brother Sam was a young man in the Bible. He actually became a captain of his people. And this year, you are going to be a captain of your industry. In Judges chapter 13, we saw the story of the birth of Samson. He was announced. It was actually announced by an angel to the mother first. And then the father came. The mother reported to the father that an angel appeared to me and said, I will give birth to a boy. 
and were so worried they have seen an angel. Ladies and gentlemen, parents, listen to this. The chief concern of the parents of brother Sam was to find out the master plan of his life. That was their concern. And it should be the concern of every parent. If you get to know it early, it will even inform the kind of training, education, school that child must go. Now, you have been charged to go and discharge. For counseling, fellowship, all further inquiries, there are ministers of God just waiting to hear from you. Call now on the following hotlines. 0249-039193 or 0274-810065. Beloved, you have been listening to Voice of Possibility with Reverend Jonathan Kwabla Afrik Ahali of ICGC Possibility Worship Temple, Dansuman, Accra, Ghana. Faith comes by hearing and hearing again. We encourage you to get the full edition of this message and other series by Reverend Afrik from ICGC Possibility Worship Temple, Dansuman, near the Dansuman Kipit Park. We welcome you to our following services. Sunday service at 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. for the first service and 10 a.m. to 12 noon for the second service. Our Wednesday services are from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. For further information, contact us on 0249-039193 or 0274-810065. Possibility, a city set on a hill, your church in Dalsuman, where God makes every worshiper a possibility. God richly bless you. Welcome to Voice of Possibility with Reverend Jonathan Kwabla Africa Hali of ICGC Possibility Worship Temple, Dansuman, Accra, Ghana. This message of faith is life transforming, anointed to help you discover your right positioning and mission in God's kingdom. It will help you break from past negative perceptions and empower you lead an overcoming life. Now, receive Reverend Afrique. Now, today being our birthday and also the occasion of the triumphal entry of Jesus, our Savior, our Master, to Jerusalem, which is being celebrated all over the world among Christians. I want to take this opportunity once again for us to reflect on our journey as a church on our journey as possibilitarians. I take this opportunity because this church was giving birth to on this occasion the Hosanna Sunday. Amen. So, if you will permit me, this is also part of the series of the journey. Amen. And I will call it the ultimate journey. That has to do with Jesus Christ. That ultimate journey was the journey of death. 
leading to glorification until you go through a dying you will never experience the resurrected life ten years ago we moved to Dansoman not knowing what was going to happen but we had the spirit of triumph we had the spirit of possibility we had the spirit of faith that even though we might not fully know what is at stake God is able and we cannot fail I can tell you on that very day that very period 2007 when this church was about to be born in my spirit I knew that we were bound to succeed I knew it before we started and that was the spirit of triumph the spirit of possibility pervading my thought and everything it was also a strategic period for us not only strategic but to me very prophetic very prophetic at church you must know for your pastor everything has God in it for me everything is prophetic whether good or bad it was strategically prophetic because that day like I said in a Christian world was called the triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem and so if we're going to start a church on that day come on we, we, we were just bound to succeed it was a moment of destiny and I'm a strong believer in destiny or predestination I'm a strong believer in Romans 8 28 that says that all things work together for the good of those who love God those who are the called according to God's purpose according to the will of God possibility can I tell you this if you are a Christian you are a product of the will of God we are all products of God's purpose Proverbs 19 21 says that many are the desires, the plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, it is only the purpose. It is only the will. It is only the counsel of God that shall prevail at the end of the day. So I believe in destiny. I believe in God's purpose for my life and for your life. It is stronger than your plans. And I'm not alone in this. Jesus Christ, our master, is a strong believer of predestination. When in the garden of Gethsemane, he was praying that the cup of suffering might be taken away. Eventually, he submitted 
to the all-prevailing will of God. He said, not my will, Lord, but your will prevail. This is where prophecy comes into play. Psalm 40 verse 7 talks about Jesus. How that all he came to do was written in a book. And in Hebrews 10, 7, we are told concerning Jesus. He said, I have come in the volume of the book to fulfill your will. You cannot but to comply with God's purpose for your life. And so armed with this understanding of the scriptures, I knew we were in prophecy. I knew the possibility assembly was going to succeed. I literally identify the church, the beginning, with the Hosanna event, the triumphant entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. And so the very Sunday, first Sunday, I preach from the story of the triumphant entry. Because, like I said, for me, we're in prophecy, and everything that happened on that Hosanna Sunday, as far as Jesus was concerned, was also our story. Somebody say amen. amen. In fact, in Matthew's account, he said that that event was prophetic, prophesied by prophet Zachariah in chapter 9, verse 9 of his book, that that event was to happen. So long before we became an assembly of ICGC in Dansoman, it was in the womb of God the Father. And we just came to fulfill it. We just came to live it. What you will become tomorrow is already available in the womb of God. And you must fulfill it. Your prayer every day, oh child of God, Father, unveil, disclose, let me know your will, what is in my destiny for this day, and let me act accordingly. Amen. So what is that story? Almost all the Bible writers, I mean the, the gospel writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, recorded it. They all agree that this event happened. And as I read all of the accounts in all of the gospel records, I prefer to take Luke's account. Luke because he was just comprehensive, a great physician, a medical doctor who is also a theologian. And so his writings are more historical, very comprehensive. It covers everything. So, today, as we tell the story of possibility, as we tell the story of the triumphal entry of Jesus to Jerusalem, we read from Luke chapter 19. I'd like you to open your Bibles to Luke chapter 19. And I'll be preaching from here, extracting the various lessons that that journey of destiny bring to us. 
Somebody say Amen. Luke chapter 19, verse 29 to 44. The ultimate journey. It says, and it came to pass when Jesus came near to Bethage and Bethany at the mountain called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples saying, go ye into the village over against you and as you enter the township, you shall find a court. That's a baby donkey. Tired where no man had ever sat. Lose him and bring him here. And if any man asks you, why do you lose him? You shall say unto him, because the Lord has need of him. The Lord has need of him. And they that were sent went their way and found exactly what Jesus has said. And as they were losing the cult, the owners, the owners, said unto them, Why do you lose the donkey? And they said, The Lord had need of him. And so they brought him to Jesus, and they cast their garments upon the court, and they set Jesus thereon. And as he went, they spread their clothes in the way. And when he had come near, even now at the descent of Mount Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed be the King that cometh in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees from among the multitude said unto him, Master, rebuke your disciples. Somebody say, Jealousy Gosheh. <laughs> Verse 40. <laughs> and he answered and said unto them, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones will immediately cry out. Voice of Possibility will be back soon. We hope you are being blessed by this message. For counseling or further inquiries, there are ministers of God just waiting to hear from you. Call after this broadcast on the following hotlines. 0249-039193 or 0274-810065. Welcome back to Voice of Possibility. The stones will immediately cry out. Highlight immediately. Verse 41. And when they had come near, beholding the city, Jesus wept over it, saying, If thou had known, at least in this your day, the things that belongs unto your peace. But now they are hid from your eyes. For the day shall come upon you that your enemy shall cast a trench about you and compass you round about 
and keep you in on every side and shall lay thee even with the ground and your children within thee and they shall not leave in thee one stone upon another because you have not known the time of your visitation please look up so this is the entire story comprehensively told by dr luke and uh, i have extracted about four major lessons we can learn from this journey of destiny the first extraction was the fat of the donkey that Jesus used. Listen to me carefully. The story about the donkey is very interesting. In prophecy, Zachariah 9.9, provision has been made in the womb of time that Jesus will one day in fulfillment of destiny will sit on this donkey. It was a prepared donkey. The description is that no one has ever used it. No one has ever used it. And Jesus said, they should go and bring it. Exactly what he said happened and they brought it. What is the lesson over here? And ladies and gentlemen, reading this, even in 2007, I figured out that in your journey of destiny, God has prepared places, prepared people, prepared provision for you. I accepted it and I was in no doubt that a church of ICGC in Dansoman has a prepared land, property for us. I knew it from the beginning because except I am not fulfilling destiny but if I'm in the will of God and a believer of predestination regardless of the free will of man there's something somewhere waiting to feather my destiny journey so even though listen the donkey had owners. Owners. <laughs> Can I tell you this? Everything you need to fulfill destiny is in somebody's hand. Everything you need to fulfill destiny has been provided already on earth. You know, that donkey miraculously could have fallen from heaven. You know, it could have happened. But God didn't do that. Because everything you need is here. When this donkey was brought to Jesus, it experienced a facelift. Amen? You have to know that this donkey, in fact, donkeys are originally what is called the beast of burden. By their nature, if you look at their characteristics, by their nature, they are just suited to help 
in conveyance. He said they are even stubborn, but their stubbornness is, is, that, is that of self-preservation. But when that donkey was made available, it received a facelift. They ought to, as it were, decorate the donkey for Jesus' use. A while ago, it was tied to a tree at the junction of going nowhere. Mark describes where the donkey was fixed as a twin junction. A junction of indecision. Tied and indecision. Full of potential, yet no show. When it was brought, it was heavily decorated. I think the owners of the donkey could not even recognize it. Amen. The ultimate journey. What is the lesson here? God, our God, can never use you for you to devalue yourself. He gives you additional value. Anyone slaving for God, listen to me, anyone doing anything for Jesus Christ, eventually will experience a facelift. And I keep saying that whom you are associated with determines your value. Value by association. Value by usage. If Jesus, the Savior, the global solution, used that donkey, if that donkey was to be auctioned for sale with the value Accountants, depreciate or appreciate? Are you sure? I thought whatever has been used already should depreciate. But not this donkey. Because the master used it. May Jesus enhance your value. The second lesson, majorly, as I peek from this destiny journey, was interesting. From verse 37, we saw how that Jesus was being praised, was being cheered. Hosanna to the king who cometh in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven. Cheers was going on. Yet another group. The Pharisees, watch out for the Pharisees. Did you hear me? Watch out for the Pharisees. The Pharisaical spirit never dies. You want to fulfill destiny? Watch out for the Pharisaical spirit. But this is the point. So they were cheering Jesus. Cheering him on. And these Pharisees told Jesus, hey, these guys are making noise. Stop them. Rebuke them. Then Jesus said, Chakai, if this should hold their peace immediately, <laughs> not gradually, immediately the stones will take over. 
the tears. I mean, that's a powerful statement. What is Jesus saying? Cheers is necessary for the fulfillment of your destiny. Because if it was not necessary, Jesus would not have told them of an alternative arrangement. He said, oh, I don't need it. Some of us, when people want to help us, they will begin to play, you know, some way. I don't need it. I am self-sufficient. I can handle it. No. No one is like that. And so to say that is undermining your own self. You need some cheers. Life is hard. <laughs> Life is tough. So, on your journey, <laughs> you need some cheer givers. What are we talking about? Cheers and courages. That's what I mean. Who encourages you? Look for them. You can't go without them. Look for things that encourages you. Places, people who just admire you. It is necessary for your soul Amen. No, no, no. Listen, listen. For Jesus to say the thing is necessary. And that if this guy stop, God would immediately provide. It means that it is part of the journey. Look out for your admirers. Invest in them. Don't play with them. Cherish them. Now you have been charged to go and discharge. For counseling, fellowship, or further inquiries, there are ministers of God just waiting to hear from you. Call now on the following hotlines. 0249-039193 or 0274-810065. Beloved, you have been listening to Voice of Possibility with Reverend Jonathan Kwabla Afrik Ahali of ICGC Possibility Worship Temple, Dansuman, Accra, Ghana. Faith comes by hearing and hearing again. We encourage you to get the full edition of this message and other series by Reverend Afrik from ICGC Possibility Worship Temple, Dansuman, near the Dansuman Kipit Park. We welcome you to our following services. Sunday service at 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. for the third service and 10 a.m. to 12 noon for the second service. Our Wednesday services are from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. For further information, contact us on 0249-039193 or 0274-810065. Possibility, a city set on a hill, your church in Dalsuman, where God makes every worshiper a possibility. God richly bless you.